Your vibe attracts your tribe, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to Random Rants. I'm your host, Willie Biggs. On this episode, we're going to be speaking with Big Wave Hellman and Red Bull Cape Fears creator, Mark Matthews. G'day, Mark. How are you today, bro? Yeah, I'm good. Well, how you doing, man? Pretty stressed out at the moment, are you, with all the work you're doing? Lots of yeah, shit. It's a bit of a punish, but C'est fingers la... crossed it all comes together. la vie, c'est la vie. All right, can you just give us a little bit of background about yourself? Um, tell us about how you got into surfing, what it was like growing up in Maroubra in such a hardcore surf culture, and basically how you got into big wave surfing. Yeah, so basically, when my parents split and I moved down to Maroubra with my mum, we uh, moved in next door to Kobe Abedin. And he was at the time a professional big wave surfer. So he kind of dragged me kicking and screaming into huge waves. And uh, I kind of just fell in love with it. And then from there, just figured a way to make it turn it into my career, which which has been awesome. All right, no worries. Um, can you tell us about um, where you grew up and um, some of the people that you looked up to as you were coming up the ranks as a surfer? Yeah, I grew up here in Maroubra in, in Sydney and um, the Abenham brothers were kind of my heroes growing up. They were all like surfing the biggest waves in the world and and I was just wanted to be them, <laughs> wanted to emulate them and it, it pushed me to start surfing huge waves at a really young age and, and then you just get to a point where you get really addicted to the feeling of surfing the big waves. So uh, and then I just took it from there. Alright, nice. Um, can you tell us about um, what's your top three places in the world that you've been surfing so far? What? Uh, top three places? Definitely Jaws in Maui. Kind of the big as it gets. Um, Chopu in Tahiti and then KC here in Sydney. Alright, um, can you tell us about, um, do you have any intentions about competing on the WSL and um, in the big wave events at all? Um, I Maybe if they get the the tour together and they get to hold the events in more ways like Jaws, they've got kind of one good event on that tour. All the others are are pretty average to me and I don't really want to spend my whole year chasing waves that are kind of average. So I would love to surf on the WSL Big Wave Tour if they could get more sort of crazy Big Wave locations for sure. No worries. Um, can you tell us about um, ours, the first time you uh, surfed it, and um, and then tell us about a little bit about your Red Bull Cape Fear event? Yeah, the first time we surfed, I think it was back in, oh, it would have been like 2003 or 2004, and basically when you see the wave, when we pulled up on the cliff in front of it, it doesn't look rideable. It looks like an amazing wave, but it looks like it's breaking way too close to the rock. So there's a, a sort of big leap of faith. To, to ride those first few waves, wiped out the first few times and, and actually realised that it was possible to surf, could handle a wipeout out there. And then from then it was, from that first day, it was just every single different uh, weather condition, swell condition, we, we'd be out there and seeing what it was like. And uh, we just surfed it sort of bigger and bigger and bigger until the point where we basically surfed it as big as it can get now. And uh, fingers crossed this swell that's on, it's way is kind of in that realm of as big as it can handle 
and we're going to run the replication event where where we're flying in all the best big wave surfers in the world for this one event, one day event, kind of a, one of the biggest prize purse in a, in a one day surfing event. Awesome. Um, can you tell us about some of the injuries that you've had, and um, tell us about the mindset that you that it requires to get back in the game on such a high level? Uh, I've had my fair share of injuries. Everything broken ankles, broken legs, um, shoulders. I've got this like just recovering from shoulder surgery now. Dislocated shoulder from uh, the first fall of the season in Hawaii at Jaws. Just tore my arm clean pretty much off my body and the surgeon had to stitch it back together so I'm coming back from that at the moment and I'm I don't know I have to see the surgeon and, and see if he gives me the okay to surf next week it's doubtful but I'm just I'm just hoping that it's, it's still possible um scariest ones have been when you're knocked unconscious I was knocked unconscious underwater in Tasmania ships and blood and uh that was terrifying even though physically I came back from from the injury not too bad I had a uh, really bad compressed disc in my neck but it kind of the, the fear of being knocked out and then thinking my neck was broken I'd never surf again it took a long time to get over that fear it kind of brought me back down to earth just how dangerous what I was doing was and was there any was there any kind of specific like um, meditation program or anything like any kind of exercises that you did to kind of get your mind back into that like that battle mode kind of thing of when you attack and paddle out and big surf yeah, for sure. We did. I did a lot of work with a, a freedive coach uh, named Nam Baldwin. He does breath enhancement training. It's basically taking meditation techniques and mindfulness techniques, but putting them in a much scarier environment, which is underwater where you can't breathe. So you, you just kind of know straight away how effective your meditation techniques are going to be when you're down underwater. And you, you've got to stay calm, relaxed in the present moment without letting your heart rate skyrocket, which will make you run out of breath. So we do that type of training. We take that meditation into sort of scary situations so we can train ourselves then when we wipe out, get into a dangerous situation in the surf that will deal with it well, effectively make good choices without panicking. All right. Um, Can you tell us about your public speaking work and how you had to overcome some of your fears of talking in front of people and, you know, what what the difference between overcoming fears like that are as opposed to, like, paddling out in really big waves? Yeah, the public speaking was a, a crazy trip for me. It started probably five years ago, and um, it was terrifying. It was scarier than anything I've had to come to overcome in surfing. And I, I relate that to people that fear and what it does to your body. It doesn't matter whether it's life and death situation or fear of failure, fear of embarrassment, or anything like that. What you feel is pretty much the same feeling, and it's just as hard to get over a, fa- a fear of. Uh, embarrassment or a fear of failure than it is to get over like fear of, of dying and the fear of um, danger, you know, or injury. So it's a really similar process and it, it basically comes down to conditioning, doing what you're afraid of over and over and over and over again, uh, building a new skill set and becoming more confident at it. But the thing is, you, you really have to want, you know, the success that's on the other side of that fear more than you fear you don't want it takes to get there because. It's just like if you don't have that motivation to go through all those awkward, uncomfortable, scary moments, you just never end up getting to that confident place. So it's kind of a it's a question of motivation, how much you, you want to succeed, and then like just going out there and practicing over and over again, putting yourself in those scary situations. The, the other stuff, like all the technique and the how-to, is, is small added elements. 
but really it's just you got to want it more than you fear it and you got to put yourself in, in sort of those situations so that you learn how to overcome them and become comfortable in it. Um, all right, no worries. Um, can you tell me, you guys made um, a profile movie about yourself called Fighting Fear a couple of years ago, um, and you've recently signed with GoPro, and they have a lot of documentary series that document um, individual surfers and athletes' lives. Do you have anything in the works at the moment with those guys, or do you have any profile movies that we might be able to look for in the next year or two that are coming out? I've uh, actually got a really cool project with Red Bull that we're starting shooting in August and it's specific to the science of the stress that's created in, in big wave surfing but then also that twist of, of showing what it does to your physiology and your body in all kinds of different fear. So we're going to travel surf big waves but then have the scientists come along with it and really monitor what's going on and, and try and find what is the most effective sort of solution technique or a way of dealing with that fear and then so we can find things that, that people can use no matter what they're doing right. so that, that hopefully we shoot in august and i'd say it had come out mid 2017. sweet um what advice would you give to people who want to surf past their threshold and push themselves in big waves uh definitely preparation's key you got to do the training get fitter than what you are now if you feel scared in the water surfing at your threshold it's always best to get healthier and fitter. And then um, if you can find specific breath hold training with free divers, like Nam Baldwin and his BET training, he does courses all around Australia, he will take your comfort level of, of what you can do in the surf and take it a whole new level within one day program, like crazy far. And then it's just about as safe as you can, push yourself into surfing bigger and bigger waves. Like you take as much danger out as you can Whereas you know that there's lifeguards on the beach, you know that you've got other friends down the water that are looking out for you, and take as much danger out as you can, and then push yourself. Um, when was the last time you pulled back and didn't go? Um, let me think. I let go of a couple of waves when I was down off Western Australia. Um, that. I feel like they were good decisions, so the coffee, they probably don't count. I really wish I'd like maybe destroyed my shoulder at the start of the season in Hawaii. It would have been nice to, to not take that wave, but um, it doesn't happen often. It's usually to do with really, really shallow breaks where if you wipe out, your control's completely out of your hand and you can get smashed into the reef. So there's a wave called the ride down in Western Australia. That's a lot like that, so... I pulled back on a couple out there, but they were pretty good decisions. I can't remember last time I pulled back and the wave was perfect, uh, which is a good thing. That is definitely a good thing. Um, can you tell me, is there any waves left in the world that you would like to surf that you haven't surfed yet? And are there? do you think there's any... Is there a 100-foot wave out there that hasn't been ridden and potentially where in the world could harbour waves that size that are rideable that people haven't really explored yet? Is it the southern part of New Zealand? Is it off the coast of Africa? Is it somewhere near the Cortez Bank. What do you think about that, you know, and the progression of surfing in the next five to ten years with big waves? Yeah, I think that, that there's two elements of big wave surfing that, that people are pushing the boundaries. It's still that trying to find that 100-foot wave and toe into it because it's not possible to paddle into a wave that big. I think as far as location, one I want to surf is Nazare in, in Portugal, and that's basically you got 
the biggest faced waves, like huge mountains of water waves, and that that kind of is all borderlining on a on a hundred foot wave. Um, and then the other aspect of of is pushing how bigger waves you can actually physically paddle yourself into. I'm a lot more excited about that part of big wave surfing, and um, it's hard. Like the pinnacle of that part of big wave surfing is off Maui at a wave called Piahi or Jaws, and um, that's kind of the pinnacle and whether you, we will ever find a wave that good in, in the big wave surfing world, I I wouldn't count on it. It'd be a 10, 5, 10% chance. So as much as we want to travel and find new waves, it's hard to leave those really good ones behind. But if I had to earmark another spot that could possibly be good, it'd be sort of in the, I'm not sure what the island chain is, but that, that middle of the Pacific Ocean between New Zealand and South America. There's a couple of island chains down there that tiny but they Ch- seem to me like they get hit yeah, with huge storms but whether or not there's anything surfable there um, is it's the, Ch- it's the Chatham Islands for future reference. Um, and one of my friends in, from New Zealand is a pilot for the plane company that flies out there. And he said that there's a, so many outer reefs just for your own, just for your... Yeah, just, that's the island I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, you go, if you're looking for a new wave, that's the spot to look. Anyways, um, I've got yeah. two more questions. Um, do you think we need to scare ourselves as humans in our day-to-day life more often to be able to push ourselves and know what, what we're all about? Oh, 100%. I feel like you definitely need to put yourself within that threshold of fear. Um, otherwise, the fear's going to find you. It's like, it's more dangerous to be really comfortable in this day and age. If you get too comfortable in a, in a world that's changing so rapidly, especially with work, and you're not learning new skills, and you're, you're going to lose your job. All of a sudden, you're going to be on the street. Like it's, I find that comfort can be a whole lot scarier than, than sort of consistently pushing yourself. And, and something changes when you sort of go through anxiety and, and push through fear and, and feel what it's like on the other side when you sort of overcome something and you get that amazing feeling. Then all of a sudden you're, you're less adverse to those feelings of fear and you kind of, they turn from fear to excitement. And all of a sudden you're like, you, you want to feel those feelings because you know there's the possibility of that awesome feeling on the other side. So it's kind of like a shift, but we made you know, as humans, we've made it amazingly um, easy to be comfortable <laughs> in everything we do. But uh, comfort's all well and good when you want to sleep and when you want to like sit at home and do all that stuff. But if you're not pushing yourself in, in sort of every aspect of life, the fear will find you eventually. Yeah, good, great answer. Um, who's the most fearless human being that you've met so far in your travels? Uh, uh, there's a multitude of people that I find to me fearless because they do the things that I'm terrified of whether they're speaking I find actors like phenomenal like what they can do because to me that's terrifying in the surfing world Shane Dorian is one of the he's like the Michael Jordan of, of big wave surfing and how he's been able to do what he do, does in big waves to the age that he is at now in like 44, 45 and still pushing the limit is is amazing to me because he, he, he's able to cope with the stress and fear like in between fearful events really well and to me that's that's pretty amazing all right um and can you just tell us um about a little bit more about um some of the surfers that are coming for the cape fear event and what you're what you're hoping to get out of this this year and and where would you like to take it in the future yeah i am um, i'm hoping that this well is one of the biggest uh, that we've seen at the at the at the location. As for the guys that are coming in, there's a really good lineup. One of the most I'm excited 
to she is a guy called Albie Layer. He's basically the new up-and-comer on the big wave scene and one of the most talented big wave surfers. So I'm really interested to see what he does out there. Um, and then you've got the standard guys, uh, Jamie O'Brien, Brian Hipwood from up in Queensland, Kobe Abedin, of course. And then a sort of comeback from Jai Abedin, uh, Kobe's brother, will be super interesting to watch as well. So I'm pretty pumped to watch it. All right, Norris. And um, what can we expect from you in 2016, 17? Where would you like to take what you're all about and what you're doing? Uh, I feel like 2016 might be a little bit slow because I'm recovering from this shoulder injury, but uh, definitely with that Rebel project we've got coming up, we're going to chase some big waves for that. Uh, 2017, 18, and beyond that, when I get my, my body back into a healthy place, I just really want to push the limits of like find that 100 foot wave, surf it, and, and try and paddle into that 50 to 70 foot range waves all over the world. So those two things, and then. Um, can you tell us at the end of Fighting Fear you surfed hours in the dark can you tell us about that experience and would you ever like to do that again but in a, maybe in another maybe at, at Jaws or at something, somewhere like that um, yeah that was pretty terrifying that, that surf at night not so much because of the waves I mean the waves are dangerous and scary but uh, sharks is like the other part of, of surfing that I'm pretty terrified about so it was, um, it was scary on that level I'd love to do it again, definitely. There's a few things that I'd change sort of with the way that we did it. I'd, I'd pick a better swell for one because we, we kind of had to run it then and we were running out of budget to get it all done. I'd probably get more money to set up more lights and, and light the place up even more. Um, as far as other locations, there's not many that you can kind of do that type of thing because most ways break a long way out from, from land, most big ways, whereas... Cape Fear is like the perfect spot to do it at. It'd be cool to run an event all through the night there too. So, you know, maybe that'll happen. All right, you're a legend, dude. That thank you very much.